April 22nd, 2016. Welcome to Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, on this uh, sad, weird Friday, <laughs> April 22nd. Um, as most of you know, there was some major passings that happened yesterday. Um, major, major, like life-altering passings. So th- this isn't going to be your typical episode of hyphenation though I, I i have a list of topics that i'm going to talk about next time but i actually got hit up by my friend eric greenley recently and he's like yo when you got me on talk about wrestling i'm like um soon i hope like i, I my recording situations is kind of weird he's like well we need to make this happen like asap <laughs> so i was like all right well well let me let's let's see if we can coordinate as uh Ludacris once famously said on chicken and beer and right now, as he's driving through traffic to drop off his child, champ Eric Greenlee is on with me and is official first guest of Hyphen Nation. What up, though? <laughs> How's it feel? That's, to- a, that's a Detroit thing. You can really tell somebody's from Detroit. They say, what up, though? What they up, say, though? up, though? They really, they, I don't know. They heard it somewhere and uh, it's, it's not official. It's, it's kind of out of running all together. What up, though? It's all—it's a language all its own. It, it truly is. As as most people who are the uninitiated, who have not been to Detroit, kind of saw a little bit from from Eight Mile, I guess. And I'm sure you, since you're from Detroit, you hate Eight Mile. <laughs> uh, it's it, it's kind of accurate as far as like you know the suburban like it, it, he he couldn't talk about it if you ain't lived, you know, to borrow. <laughs> great bar jay-z himself it's kind of close but i don't know that many white guys in detroit (laughs) i wouldn't have known a cheddar bob so they had to go like pretty close to the trailer uh, trailer parks for that uh i actually had a friend uh the one who exposed clarence uh the the girl that they were uh, dancing with right i went to high school with her Her name is kyla womack ha Sweet, sweet girl. Sweet, sweet girl. And obviously dope. Yeah, obviously. Yes. That's what's up. So yeah, we're uh we're gonna talk about some uh wrestling here. I figured we I'm uh I'm I'm bummed out. I'm know? bummed out too. I'm because we're definitely and, gonna uh, talk about that first. I uh you know, I've been trying to soldier on and you know, when it first hit, it was like, yeah, okay. You know, and, uh, you know, you hope it's one of those things where the internet kills somebody like four or five times. Yeah. Like, like last week with, you know, oh, Prince is in the hospital. It's like, ah, oh, here we go. Yep. And it's like, no, 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 he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Just sang a song and healed himself and everything's fine. <laughs> okay, cool. And then, you know, you get yesterday. I was actually. Um, listening to sports radio and they just kind of like casually mentioned it because I guess 
the new the story had already broken by the time I had awakened from my like twenty minute nap. So I'm like, damn, I can't even go to sleep for a second. Right. You know, the world's muse is being extinguished. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I uh, quickly took a very quick look at uh, Facebook, and of course, that's when Mike had retweet. Uh, sorry, it uh, had reposted somebody's story, and I'm like, oh come on! I didn't, I didn't even get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw it on TMZ because I got a text from my boy Matt, and he's like, "Prince died?" Question mark. And I'm like, oh, here we go." Here we go. And then I started reading tweets that said death at Paisley Park Studios. I'm like, uh, like, all right, somebody died there. It wasn't a prince. I think people were right. getting the gun. And then finally, uh, I, I forget what I saw on Twitter or something, but it finally came across. It was confirmed. And I was a wreck. Complete wreck. Wanted to leave work and everything, but I couldn't. So, you know, uh, just like it seems everybody else who knows me and who knows my wife knows that she's a ginormous Prince fan. Yes. And everybody, she had gotten a row of text messages and cause she didn't even, she hadn't even seen, you know, the news or heard the news yet. And I had texted her like, uh, you okay? <laughs> Assuming that she had already known, you know, that she already knew what had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, what is he talking about? And then just like, boom, 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 back to back within like the same minute, she had gotten like nine, ten text messages from people asking her if she was okay and uh, telling her Prince had passed on. So Yeah. She so, was the first person I texted. <laughs> I right. Was like, yo. And she didn't get and back to me for a while. So I, I'm such a big part of our household. Honestly, yeah. like, you know, Jada would be like, uh, Prince, you know, and she could sing along with most of the songs. My four-year-old <laughs> sing along with any song, and you know, it's to the point where you forget like some of the songs were at one point deemed inappropriate, and you got such a wide range of everything with Prince. Like, and it didn't, it didn't feel like you know, like you could talk about like say Nas would sing one song and then sing another, and you'd be like, oh, those contradict one another. But for Prince, it was like, no, he's just covering all the bases. Pac. Even Tupac, you can listen to a song and be like, uh, that's not, you know, yeah, Dear Mama, yeah, I get around. Yeah, you know, you get songs to where you're like, man, those contradict each other. This this contradicts this, that. Hit them up. Oh, okay, but, you know, that's the way it is and changes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you get Darling Nikki and uh, 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 what's another one? Where he was, oh, I Would Die For You. Right, same song and movie, and I'm like, that's blatantly about Jesus, you know. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, you know. So it was just like, nah, but that's Prince, and he can do that. He can, he did everything in such a way that it was just like, there ain't never gonna be another. No, that there, there will never be another. And it's, and like when Mike went, like. It, I was I was bad when Mike went, but I'm taking Prince harder than Mike, which is surprising to me, because I, I always thought I liked Mike better than Prince. But then in recent years, I feel like I've gravitated more knew. towards Prince. Yeah, I always knew. I thought like you know, Mike was Mike was magic, man. He was incredible, and as far right. as like you know, 
nobody even ever sounded like Mike. Like if somebody were to come out today and sound like sing anything remotely close to Mike, you would be like, no, nah, he's trying to sound like Mike. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The weekend. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. like, oh, he's and the next Michael Jackson. Like, no, he's got two pop songs that sound like some Mike would that, sing. That hadn't even crossed my mind that anybody would fix their mouth to say anything like that. I, uh, I kind of, I, I guess I can kind of see, but like, no, like, like, okay, you listen to Jodeci mm-hmm. and then to Drew Hill. Right. And you listen to Cisco, you listen to Casey, and you'd be like, man, I almost, you know, didn't, I almost can't tell the difference. Nobody's coming close to either. And so even so, so to take it a step further, to put it on Prince, like you can't, you can do a Prince impression. I've heard Jamie Foxx do it, but I know that it's Jamie Foxx doing a Prince impression. Right. It's not the same. It ain't going to sound like that. Not the same at all. You're not going to make a Manic Monday and uh, I feel for you. And then they just still have, you know, that same kind of imprint. Not, you're just not. He had his hands in so much music. So much. Like aside from his stuff. <laughs> octopus, but he could just, he, and it, this, everything just sounded different. Like, he did the Batman soundtrack in like a week. I know. <laughs> they gave him an advanced copy of the film, and he came right back to Warner Brothers, like, here you go. I'm hey, done. It's- I've already done this. The turnaround is crazy. And then they disowned the album just as quick. Because, of course, it's tied up to Batman. And then he's like, whatever, y- y'all can have that. Right. So, so yeah. Still uh, trying to cope with all of that. And then yesterday morning, I wake up, had a little oh. rough night, looking through the phone, and I see that China passed away. And I that's the, I, I want to make sure she doesn't get catch a Farrah Fawcett. Right. Because uh I wrote a piece in uh Killer Boombox yesterday that um should be should have come out either last night or and everybody's just reeling from Prince because I was in the middle of actually writing that, took a nap so that I could wake back up and look it over. And um I ended up getting ready, just jumping out, going, but you no, know, I'll just post it when I get to where I'm going. And then, you know. So we hit this tidal wave. And so it's just like death dog. Chill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we could we could talk about, you know, her ups and downs, like her tumultuous, you know, post wrestling life and everything. And I'm pretty sure there was a lot going on during the attitude era when she was popping, but like it's just funny that we're going into and, and ho- I hope we get to um, a lot of the women's wrestling, not the divas, not no, not divas action, not HLA or anything like that. Like we're finally getting this women's wrestling, wrestling movement that we've asked for. Because I remember going to uh, pay per view events and seeing the Bellas come out, and that meant bathroom break. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. And, uh, it was it was sad because it was like all right you know like they they work pretty hard I mean they're not like the best I mean let's not let's not do that but I don't like the fact that they're you know but um you know it was just like they're performers too you know and they stand as great a chance as getting a neck uh, a broken neck as the, any of the guys and then they have to be cute 
Right. And they got to wear 40 yards of weave and all of this stuff. And it's just like, that's just not fair. Like, let's, you know. And 10 inches of material while they're wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably had about 10 minutes of training. Yeah. And it's like, let's throw them out there. And, um, you know, it was, that was just something that we had been calling for forever. And that, that's a fan thing to where they were, you know, that's, that's actually an organic fan movement. And a lot of that China was able to sidestep because, you know, she was obviously, I mean, let's, let's, let's be real. She's obviously too big to be doing any of, right. you know, then for her to be able to like flip it and then still be glamorous with the Mama Sita thing and her relationship with uh, uh, Mark Henry and uh, and Eddie, you know, yeah, that, that she did some pretty cool things. And, you know, winning the IC title and competing in the Royal Rumble, becoming number one contender for the big belt. You know, it's just like they're not. That's not going to happen for uh, probably not ever again. No. Never again. She was because she was it special. She she was really special, and that's what a, I I feel like a lot of people have forgotten after the surreal lives and after her yeah. other career and after um all the drugs and her trying to get her life together and everything. But I was always pulling for her, man. Like I was I was hoping that one day was, soon that she'd be walking across the Hall of Fame stage, and now she's going to be doing it the completely yeah. wrong way. But that was uh, that was one of the points I was trying to make that, you know, we get so used to hopefully getting, you know, we got the Jake, the snakes, we got the Scott Halls and they have these, you know, terrible, terrible things that, you know, they may or may not have, you know, uh, brought on themselves. And regardless, they still needed the help. They reached out, they got the help. And sometimes DDP yoga ain't enough. Sometimes the the (laughs) rehab ain't enough. Right. And you don't get a happy ending, you know, and it's, it's, it's messed up. And it's a cautionary tale that, you know, a lot of these guys, hopefully, um, you know, these guys, the guys that are coming up are going to avoid by, you know, just being addicted to video games and, uh, you know, maybe some junk food, but, you know. Yeah. And you, you just described my Saturday night. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm not that bad anymore. But I know exactly what you what you're saying. I mean, hard living will, will get you almost every time, man. Almost every time. And Jake and Scott have been exceptionally lucky to still be with us because they both have probably escaped death several times. And then oh, yeah. you no, have someone like 45 year old Joni Laura, and then she's gone. Right. Exactly. And then you had. You know, I, what I don't appreciate and what I would like for us to do away with is the uh, wrestler Deadpool. That's yeah. Cool. Just don't think that's cool at all. I'm too much of a fan, honestly, to be standing around uh, taking bets on when somebody's. I don't know what's going on with these kids. They, they don't stick. So I'll just deal. I know what this is. I don't even know what this is. Sorry. Yeah, so I've never been a fan of that. Like, there's actually this column that I don't know if he still writes it, but David Shoemaker, um, he was writing for Grantland, and now he's going to be a part of Bill Simmons' new thing, The Ringer, here soon. He had this Dead Wrestler of the Week column that he used to write. Yeah, yeah, that was in such poor taste. Like, I don't... And the dude's uber talented, and he wants to do... He yeah. was doing something like that. Thankfully, he didn't carry that on to Grantland, so Simmons probably, probably put the kibosh on that real quick, but... 
I don't yeah, like celebrating funny. dead wrestlers. I like celebrating wrestlers. Right. Is my main thing. Uh, China, gone. Prince, gone. Yesterday was definitely an awful day. But uh, as you just said, we are trying to look to the future. So we're going to do a little bit of fantasy book in here. Um, because WrestleMania, honestly, didn't overwhelm me. Um, I believe you feel like the same thing happened. Uh, agree with, well, I feel like you would agree with me on that. And what I'm looking to uh, actually do here is plan everything that's going to happen from now, WrestleMania, up to SummerSlam, at least some of it, because we don't really have the time to do everything. Hopefully, we can get together and do a little bit more at a later date. But I just want to talk about like all the things that um has gone down, because like, let's see, Shane versus Undertaker, Undertaker won. Shane's in control of Raw. Uh, Reigns versus Triple H. Reigns beat Triple H like we all knew he would. He's the champion again. Everybody hates him, <laughs> and now he's not the guy. He's not. I'm sorry. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the guy, which is really weird. Don't like that at all. Um, what other major matches happened to Mania? Um, I mean, Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Title. It was a big WrestleMania moment for him, which is much better than him getting kicked in the nuts. Um, not too long ago by um. Eva Marie. Eva Marie? It was Eva Marie. And no, not Eva Marie. <laughs> um, Eve by Eve. There it is. And then he won the IC title ladder match. And then the next night he drops it to the Miz. And now Miz and Maurice are not just a real life couple. Now they're an on screen couple. And so they're going with this angle. And I'm and now we're like Zach got screwed, and then you have all the stuff happening with the NXT kids, and I call them kids when they're way older than me, the Zami, the Sami Zayns of the world, the Baron Corbins, Samoa Joe, who just had was a bright spot that actually happened yesterday because Samoa Joe just beat Finn Bal- Finn Balor for the NXT title, which is huge. He's this is his third time fighting him, which goes to show that NXT cares more about feuds than the main roster does. And they brought in, and Samoa Joe is now your NXT champion, which sets Balor up to possibly get his call up finally. Chris Jericho is a major figure on regular TV again. Which is crazy after two to three years of him just jobbing everybody after having an excellent program with my dude CM Punk. In twenty in twenty twelve, suddenly he's a major figurehead. Dean Ambrose lost to Mania. He should have went over Brock. You want to know why? Because it was a stipulation match. Brock should be able to lose stipulation matches. It's hard to put someone over clean on Brock in a regular match because Brock is such a monster. And now Ambrose is kind of. I guess they're setting up Ambrose and Jericho, which will be cool. Um, so I'm just kind of kind of stuck, and that's why we're here to 
book everything and get things going. Get things right. Mania was so close. Mania was so close. Even even if they okay. It was like they wanted to please casual fans and babies, I guess. <laughs> right. I guess that's what they were trying to do. And it was like I haven't watched wrestling in 10, 15 years. I want something for that. Listen, if 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 chances are the rest the person who hasn't watched wrestling in 15 years doesn't have the network. Right. So Absolutely not. I came to the person who's already paid for the network and uh you know, I know you want to get some eyes on the thing. People will be happy that Stone Cold was there. Stone Cold doesn't just have to go over it. I mean, you know, I guess it's just one of those things you have to accept. He's going to he probably has it in his contract. He has to stun at least like three or four people uh, <laughs> if he shows up, which which is a shame because he couldn't get his leg up to kick Xavier Woods. Yeah, uh, I noticed that. I mean, he's you know he's up there. He's old and he's done his time. And there's nothing that we can say or do to take away from what Stone Cold has contributed. <laughs> and he really doesn't need to be out there stunning people and guzzling beer or whatever and taking up whatever time. That's fine. You want to have a WrestleMania moment? Sweet. I'm pretty sure Xavier Woods was uh, uh, honored. Right. But um, Jericho doesn't need to go over on AJ. He doesn't. No, um, he doesn't. Just to go, just for AJ to go over the next night to become number one contender doesn't make sense. I thought that really should have just been like a loser leave town match, and we could have been done with at least Jericho and AJ. You know? I actually I like Jericho again for the first time in several years. You know what? I was spoiled by. Uh, 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 Long word, multisyllabic Jericho with the suit. Right. That uh, was when he was in, like right before he became Jericho with yeah. Big Show. I was yes. spoiled by that, and um, I kind of liked how he reminded me of um, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked that Jericho. Like now he's like rock and roll Uncle Jericho, which. The boy can, I mean, you're never going to take anything away from Jericho in the ring. He's like a million years old. He can still go the way he went years and years ago. But uh, I, uh, why have you, the guy that you're going to put as the number one contender, lose? I I don't know. No, no, I I know exactly why. Because he came from another company. And the same like Sting losing to Triple H last year, Vince is like, I'm glad you're here, but you're not going over Mania in your first match. No. Right. That's exactly what it was. I guess, yeah. I, I guess when you do that, Vince yeah, has to punish you for, for going some for working somewhere else, especially when it was a direct competitor to him, which TNA was at one right. point. Even if TNA never has been well, one point TNA was, but they've never been a real threat to WWE like WCW was. Right, and and we probably will never get that legit threat anymore. Um, Especially when they're the third best it. promotion now with Lucha Underground, and well, right. sixth best, fourth best with Ring of Honor too. So I don't it's, get a chance to watch a lot of Ring of Honor. Uh, whatever I can kind of catch on YouTube, and somebody makes noise about. Or people will send me clips or something like that, but 
Yeah, I'm the same way. Like there, there's actually a syndicated show that comes on like on the weekends or something, but I never watch it like that. But I, I still know it's the stories in wrestling is better than what's going on in TNA right now without having to watch it regularly. So you ready to start fantasy booking a little bit here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm ready to go. As the first ever hyphenation guest, I'm going to let you throw out your first idea. Okay, cool. You know, I, I think uh, because, because you were so excited about your Bullet Club idea, and I have a bullet club idea, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay back, and uh, I'm actually more excited to hear what you got to say about that. Okay. I'm gonna talk about what to do with Roman Reigns. Well, first thing I'm gonna do is eliminate that lame tagline that he likes to come out with all of a sudden, or I don't know if that's like all he's got. I was just saying something about that. Yeah. Uh, the the guy thing. Okay, you know, no. How about no? <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> How about you just let the booze cascade over you and just make, you know, the I can't believe you guys are doing me like this face and just, you know, whatever. I get it. Let's not see another thing. doesn't have to address it and he doesn't have to embrace it. I honestly think, like, you know, he's he's your face. You know, he's your guy. Cool. You want to do that? All right. But it's not working. So you know what you got to do. Turn him heel. You would force, like, uh, The Rock and he who shall not be mentioned at WrestleMania 18, X8, did a, a, a full flip because they're pros. And... When the crowd got behind Hogan, The Rock automatically took a step back and let it, you know, let it work as it was being given to them. So if the crowd's giving you lemons, you make bad guy lemonade with it. And I think the way to do that, what I think they will do or what is more likely is to do the authority and have him kind of not necessarily come to Triple H with his hat in his hand, but more like Triple H be like, see, I told you. And I, the thing, I just don't want Triple H to get anywhere near the title again so that he can, uh, Batista the thing, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he's the title, then he's going to want the title, like regardless of, so and I, I think that's just an ego thing. Like he's there, he's like, well, I smell it. Let me inhale it. Kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm you know, back close to the title. Um, so I would really like for them to go back to the idea that they explored, that they they tinkered with a couple weeks ago, and let's get Bray Wyatt in there. Like the whole thing that he's been pushing. Uh, that that the, this whole Roman Reigns all one against all thing it's obviously not working and it didn't work at Royal Rumble and they could work with that it doesn't work and so you have Bray Wyatt kind of tempt him with the power of having the Wyatts at his disposal you know you set up uh, you set up uh, one of those matches where it's like uh, you know. Three guys are gonna beat up Roman Reigns for whatever reason. And yeah, then, like they used to do with Brian 
in the summer yeah. before they put him over. Like, you got to fight four guys tonight, Daniel Bryan, and he'd be like all three before they finally. But, but yeah. not as heelish because I see Shane McMahon setting it up, hopefully. That Shane McMahon is like, you know, since you guys want a piece of Roman Reigns so bad, like, say, let's say Bullet Club. You know, we got Bullet Club out there. You guys want a piece of Roman Reigns so bad, bam, you got him, Roman. You go find two other guys and we can do this. And AJ's like, hey, man, oh, oh, man, I was just out here trying to wrestle. And you got, uh, <laughs> so, you know, Usos come up. They're like, dog, I know we got you, cuz. We got, we, we cousins, man. We gonna come out. Yeah, And then Roman already has two guys because Ray Wyatt comes up and offers his guy. He's like, you gotta be, you about to be out there fighting these giants, you know, thing, take my boys. He's like, man, no, man, I don't need help. He's like, no, man. Take the time to be proud. Pride comes before the fall, and all whatever else, you know, whatever you want. To <laughs> Something Bray Wyatt like, yeah. And the Usos feel slighted, and they're like, "Dog, for real, you gonna go with the Wyatt dog?" Hey, man, I don't want to get beat up. You guys are losing streak. Whatever, whatever. You know, so, so <laughs> Usos are right. Bam. Even they set up. You know, they set up to have the Usos. Bam. All right, cool. I'm a team up with my cousin. Next thing you know, commercial break comes back. Usos laid out. Nobody knows who did it. They assume that it's just like uh, they assume it's Bullet Club. AJ's like, I didn't. We, we, I, I, we didn't. I, I, I didn't do nothing, man. Come on. So <laughs> now you got to go out there by himself. Uh, uh, what you call it? Um, Broken Out in Love comes on. Bam. Wyatt's come out. Oh snap! Now. Over like you know a couple weeks, they just come in back and forth, kind of tempt him with the power. Finally, he's like, you know what? It feels good to just be able to sick some dogs on some people, and I don't have to do it all alone. I got you know somebody comes up, roof, you know they're already on him. So after a while, because you know what was Bray injured with? I heard he was injured. Uh, calf injury. I, I didn't read. He's out like four to six. Um, cool. with a calf injury. But why this works is that Bray Wyatt doesn't and probably shouldn't be working at the time. Right. Because he can be sort of like the puppet master, just sitting in his chair, just, you know, letting let, letting Roman think in that he's running the show when really he's doing everything behind the scenes. And everything is just like he ends up becoming more of the hand of Bray Wyatt than the WWE champion. And... You know, Bray is just kind of letting him do his thing. And finally, you know, decides he wants to be a little more uh, hands-on, you know, tempting him in the in the, in the the desert. I mean, tempting him in the forest for 40 days and 40 nights. Only he goes for it, you know. And so now, now we got to heal Roman. And he's Bray a little more organically as opposed to how they tried to force it the other week. Bray comes off as though he was trying to go face, but ah, damn it, that demon, that devil, he got us again, you know? Because he would be, why would he all of a sudden just go face? I don't. I, that, that would be the way they would actually write it: is he would just be a face all of a sudden for no reason. Yeah, and then and then it's like no, he came over to this side just to pull him back over to the dark side. He was never good anyway. Right. We can't trust Bray Wyatt. He should always be a heel. Even if we like him, even if he's charismatic, 
you know, he should just be like one of those, one of the serial killers who just does horrible, horrible things and just has fans and groupies that just want to be a part of his life. Just that's that should be Bray Wyatt. Yes, hundred percent agree. Yes, he does not need to ever be a face. I, I hate don't those rumors. Like fingers or fake beards in the crowd. I don't want that. <laughs> or fake buzzards. Yeah, buzzards. Want, no, buzzard hats or whatever. No, whatever they're gonna do, however they want to market that. No, do it with t-shirts and t-shirts. That's it. Okay. So you, so your plan is to essentially make Roman into the faux leader of the Wyatts, when really it's Bray Wyatt who's still leading Always. the Wyatts. Bray Wyatt. Always be Bray Wyatt. And they can um, like have a little rivalry, rivalry bullet club. Uh, you know, eventually, then you can, you know, whenever you decide, hey, man, it's probably about time to turn Roman face again. You can do that. And, you know, just once they start to like Roman, because, again, all he has to do is come out and say, screw you guys, I hate you. <laughs> he's got Vicky Guerrero level heat. Like, you can't even hear his promos. I mean, he's not talking a whole lot. He's not saying anything, really. But you can't tell because he's, he's getting drowned out. He really is. Something I'd like to see him do, actually, instead of the, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy. I'd like to see him. Anything else besides? Yeah, he um, so, to bring up Jericho again. A few years ago, when he first came back, the, the Russell Punk, he was doing this thing where everybody was like, "Oh my God, Chris Jericho's back!" And he's getting these huge pops. And he got in the ring, and he's all smiling. Everybody's waiting for one of the best promo guys in WWE history to say something, and then he just walked out. <laughs> he didn't say right. anything. He did that for like what four or five weeks before he announced like that he that. wanted Punk's title. Yeah, um, yeah the, the beef with Punk. I like that run for Jericho too. I like him as a I like him as a heel better anyway. Yeah, me too. Anytime, anytime he's a face, it's a little corny. I feel like anytime he feels like he should say "baby," I'm like, oh no, I don't like this. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> I like asking Jericho. Like, yeah. Angel says he looks like our old landlord. I'd have to show you a picture, yeah. but he kind of does. He kind of does. But I would like to see Roman get in the ring, listen to the booze, soak it in, like pat the belt or something, and then just walk out. And maybe yeah, maybe be before. Quiet. Yeah, I would say like before that turn, where he's just like, you know, because honestly, honestly, I enjoy his in his in ring work. I do too. I, 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 I've always liked him in the ring. I like the fact that he's uh, 20 feet tall and a million pounds, and he can do drive-by, and it looks so good. It, it does. I thought it was like such a real cool move. The fact that he can get so much. Just, just the fact that he's so agile to be that big, and I'm like, you know, obviously Samoan, because they're freaks. <laughs> that whole family is just freakish Yeah, in what they do at the size that they are. But um he's a worker, man, and that's what everybody's trying to take away from him. And it's just the fact that, you know, that Vince was like, that's my guy. I'm gonna stick with him as my guy and he's only gonna be him. And Roman Reigns. Right. I think Punk might have poisoned us to him a little bit with the uh um the interview where he was saying that they wanted him to make 
uh, Roman Green looks strong. strong. Gotta, yeah, looks strong. He's got to look strong. And I, you know, and I, I, I honestly don't think that he meant anything by it. I think he was just trying to, you know, tell his side of that story. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's trying to bury Roman either. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to bury Roman at all. But the fact that you know they were trying to put him over so hard, like he was just trying to. I, I think you know that was the point of his story, and I think because you know. CM Punk marks are going to be CM Punk marks. Yeah. It's just so easy to be smarmy, smarky, you know, not have to. That's what I try to avoid in going in raw, where it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm watching this for a reason. You know, there's still that four-year-old in me that first saw, you know, not even Hulk Hogan. When I saw... The uh, what was it the, the reptile fight between <laughs> Jake <laughs> Snake, yes Jake Snake and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? That is my that's my first true memory of professional wrestling, to where it's like this is an effing circus, right? And it's amazing because they they were actually clashing the animals up against one another as if they were swords. And I'm like this is the be- this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yes, they were. And I was hooked for 30 years. This is why I've been watching pro wrestling. So, you know, it's about suspending disbelief. It was Hogan and Macho Man, the mega powers for me. That's, yeah. That was my first memories. And, of course, I was only seeing it on Superstars. So you're seeing them as a tag team. And then, and like, Macho Man keeps getting angry and angry with Hogan. And- up. Dude, that was such a legit promo. Like, the the the... Like the way Mach had actually pushed Hogan, like when he actually, you know, Hogan tells the story of him poking the finger in his face. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, I would honestly have had a hard time, would have had a hard time telling whether Randy was acting or not. Because <laughs> he was so intense. Obviously, Hogan <laughs> doesn't care about what he says. So he, right. he, he'll, he'll, he'll say whatever. <laughs> he just don't care. And I know that's one of your favorite promos is the Macho Man promo before WrestleMania uh, four. Yes, yes, just, just I thought he like he had to have had a, a serious headache after doing that promo. Probably not. And that's what's gonna be left all over the mat after WrestleMania five. <laughs> like just when he hit that octave and turned up the five. Yeah, and you see that vein. Just I was like, dude, this is, it, you know, they, people give you a lot of grief about wrestlers screaming and hollering, but that was one of those times to where it was like, no, no, this, this is real. That's it's, that's Randy's hard times promo. That's Randy's yeah. moment. Like there was never well, be another back, promo. Let's get back on the rails. Got to get back on the rails. Where, where, where you? Uh, I'm I'm excited to hear your bullet. Yeah, that's a good point because I I I do gotta probably leave here in the next 15 minutes or so to get to work. Um, so here's my idea. You have Roman. They introduced Gallows and Anderson on Monday. Well, officially on Monday to Roman. AJ's like, I don't know what's going on. Obviously, I think they're going to just sit up an AJ heel turn, which I don't agree with yet. I don't think AJ needs to be a heel yet. Here's how I would do it. Uh, payback is this Sunday. It is AJ versus Roman for the belt. I would have, on Monday night, I would have 
Roman versus uh, I, at some point I know he's going to he's going to see the Bullet Club. He's going to see Gallows and mm-hmm. uh, Anderson, whatever they decide to actually call him, which I'm guessing is going to be Balor Club because they already have it trademarked. And we all know what happened to Balor last night on NXT. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ignore that fact, though. What happens is Roman has his confrontation on Monday. Um, he he, he kind of gets a little revenge on Gallows and Anderson, but of course, AJ and him get tangled up at somehow at the end of the Raw, and then AJ has to be the one looking strong, because mm-hmm. what always happens is whoever looks strong on Monday loses on Sunday. Loses on Sunday. So have AJ looking strong on Monday, Roman look and looking like, oh my gosh, AJ has a legit chance. Like make the casual fans believe this, because obviously mm-hmm. we know. AJ has a chance, despite the way he's been booked. And you go into SmackDown, you have, I'd have, I wouldn't have Roman talk. I'd have AJ cut another promo. I'd have the Bullet Club, Anderson and Gallows. I keep, they need a name. I'd have Anderson and Gallows show up and be like, for the sake of this, Bullet Club works. Yeah. And they'd be like, yo, man, like, we got your back on Sunday. You don't worry about a thing. And AJ be like, Look, guys, I really appreciate it. Like, they can do it in the ring. They can do it backstage. Really appreciate it or whatever. But you know what? I'm, I'm really trying to make my mark in WWE. I'm going to go out there on my own, and I hope you guys can respect that. And then, then they, so I want them to take it. Similar. What'd you say? So far, we're pretty similar in, in our ideas. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we can respect that. You know what? We, we go back. We got history. Like, they take it fine. Like, it seems like there's no issue at all. No issue. You get to Sunday. AJ Roman main event. You have a back and forth match between power moves and AJ's technical. You have you have to have a couple close spots where AJ almost wins it, or when Roman almost wins it, have AJ kick out of the spear. Not the Superman punch. I, I want to keep the Superman punch strong in this one. And then when it comes down to it, Gallows and Anderson come running down, and of course. The ref is immediately like distracted by, um, was by the gallows and by the bullet club. He's right. like waving at him and everything. So AJ and and Reigns is both down. Reigns ha- is the one that gets up first. Reigns slides out of the ring, goes under the apron while ref's still distracted by the bullet club. And then Reigns comes up with a little chair, chair shot to the gut. Gallows and Anderson leave. Rep turns back around, chairs back out the ring, and all of a sudden you got AJ down. Roman goes in the corner. You wait, you wait for it, you wait for yeah. it, and then Superman punch, Reigns wins. So Roman just did his first real heelish thing. Monday night, come out, have Roman come out, not say nothing, cascade of booze. AJ's demanding rematches. Shane's trying to get everything back together. He's like, He's like, this is how it's supposed to be. Tonight we're going to do a rematch. Tonight we're going to do we're going to do AJ and Roman main event, no disqualification, and um, bullet. And he's going to go and say Anderson and Gallows is banned from ringside because he's assuming that they came down there to help AJ and Reigns right. so, and took took uh took the opening and went ahead and did what he had to do to beat AJ. Right. So of course you have AJ and Reigns start. They, they're wrestling again. You give them about, it's like 11 o'clock. You know you're not going to get a full match out of this. And then I'd say about <laughs> 11.10 or so, 
you bring out Finn. And all okay. of a sudden, Finn comes out. And during this match, and he just comes and sits ringside. And everybody's like, oh, like, yo, why is Finn sitting here? Finn hadn't even been introduced. And this dude who just lost an XT championship last Thursday is sitting here on Monday Night Raw watching the main event of WWE. Okay. So, of course, at some point, they go outside, and and then AJ decides he wants to say something to Finn, because obviously they got history. Finn slaps him in the face. And then AJ's like, yo, what, what the hell? What the hell is that? Right. Of course, distraction leads to a spear on the outside. Roman gets him back in. Roman hits him with the um, goes for the pin, doesn't get it. So they, they get back at it. And then next thing you know, Finn comes in. Finn gets in the ring, gets right up in AJ's face. Middle of the match, everybody's like, what is going on? It's no DQ. No DQ. And then AJ's again distracted talking to Finn. And what does um what's uh Reigns do? Reigns comes up from the distraction, spears him again, pins him. Match is over. Then you bring back out the Bullet Club. Then you have Finn in the ring, and then all of a sudden you have Reigns, World Champion, Anderson, Gallows, and Balor as the new faction. Uh, yes. Oh my god. Yes. So you've turned your main guy, the most, the dude that we've been waiting months to come up to W, to the main roster, coming up, and he's aligned with the dude that you already hate who's officially a heel, which we wanted. You have AJ, a fan favorite, who everybody thought was going to be the head of Bullet Club, shunned by his own people, wondering what the hell's going on. And you have the WWE champions protected by these three beasts. Oh, that is, that's some nuclear heat. (laughs) And Reigns just can soak it all up. Reigns don't even have to do anything at that point. Yeah. At that point, he has his own new NWO where he can be protected. Where it's like, it's like you he you got you got to fight him to get to the ring, and like yeah. it's like all right, well you're going to have a match with Kevin Owens next month at uh whatever pay per views um Extreme Rules are uh, um coming up, and he's like no I don't. <laughs> right. Well, what do you uh. mean? You can't say no. You know who I am. You know who my father is. Don't care. <laughs> I make the rules. And then you have too. That that's that's why I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Now I think that my other idea, and I don't know how long it takes for an ACL to heal, but I feel like it should be about Seth Rollins season. Yes. I heard something. Uh, I want, like I said, to keep Triple H. You've got to keep Triple H out of the title picture. Yes. Like, all the way. I don't even want him taking the title picture. I want him really far away from it. And so uh, I would like to see Seth Rollins return. Of course, you know he's going to come back to a hero's return. It's going to be like, you know, yeah, he was a heel when he left, but. You know, everything about him screams face. He's, his, his move set, just body type, just the way he was a, 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 a just a bagging off heel. 
the Baganoff heel, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Those guys always turn into Captain America all of a sudden when they become faces. Don't know why. But I see him coming back. Everybody's happy he's back, regardless of, you know, you, you get that amnesty when you come back from injury. Just like Triple H did when he tore his quad. Yeah. yeah. My sacrifice. And he was <laughs> twice its size. <laughs> yeah. So you get you, you get Seth back. Bam. All right. So I figure at some point we're going to have to address the authority. Come out there. Maybe they run one half a raw or, uh, you know, a third. However, it's going to go. And then, um, you know, so so they're in it. And now Seth is back. So, you know, behold the king, the king of kings. Oh, you need dog. You get that. Seth, <laughs> welcome back. We don't have anybody. We need somebody. You want to be our somebody? Ah, I don't know, guys. You didn't write me when I was in the hospital or anything like that. So <laughs> didn't come visit me once. Didn't come visit me once, man. No oh, phone we, calls. Him, so we had to run. We had to do what was best for business. Blah, 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 blah. Was it really what's best for business? You know, they run like this whole promo to where he's just like calling them out on everything and the whole Shane thing. Just the way they were berating the universe. And, you know, you can also say like, because, you know, we can look on Twitter and look at the positive energy that he got from the fans who really appreciate. And I, I hate to see anybody get hurt. I, yeah. Anybody. Like people that I could genuinely just have a dislike for. I, I, st- I don't want anybody to get hurt, especially the way, you know, everybody was going out. I, I cringe at TLC matches because it's like, I, come on, like, don't, don't hurt our guys. I know. I'd rather you take a wrestle more conservative style. Those headbutts with uh, Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler from WrestleMania 32, 31 <laughs> still haunt me. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then you guys are notorious for concussion and you wonder why. And it's like, we, we can't have that, you know? So, um, with all that said, I, 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 you know, you got Rollins is back, and he's not really jumping, chomping at the bit to get back with the authority. And you know, so the authority is basically out of, you know, they they they're out of performers, like they're you know they're they're, they're pretty low down in the dumps. So um, I forget. I'm trying to think of who I had in mind for them to kind of take Seth's place. I guess, but um, it, there uh, I don't know. Hey, Kevin Owens could do it because he's amazing, and he's been cutting these promos where you know he's been cutting like really good promos with any kind of authority figure, with like Shane, and uh, even before um, Mania, just the stuff he would do with uh, Stephanie, you know, yeah, like, yeah, and asking for permission and that sort of thing. I think that kind of makes him the perfect guy to have uh, this like welcome back kind of rivalry. I have an idea though, not to cut you off. You can remember who uh, you wanted to be the authorities guy. I've noticed a certain somebody who I love keeps wearing darker and darker ring gear. And I absolutely love this guy, but they've always never given him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to main event storylines. I think Dolph should be the authorities new guy. I would love that. I would love that. Honestly, like I, I liked Heel Ziggler. Yeah, I always yeah. liked Heel Ziggler. I felt like any I don't know Ziggler's one of those guys where you you you, t- you turn him face, he loses his edge. 
he's corny and it's like he's trying to be cocky and he comes off as like a bargain well, basement Ken Masters kind of thing. Or even worse, <laughs> a, a rip off of Shawn Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta limit the number of people who can do the super kick. Yeah. It's like the super kick, the sharpshooter. Like, I know you guys want to pay homage, but dude, like those are moves who put people away and won championships. And you you can't do them and then not pin a guy. I know. Kills me. You no. Know? <laughs> those were moves. I used to fear voodoo until Bret Hart put Papa Shango in the sharpshooter and made him give up. <laughs> so right. don't tell me like you go and put in the sharpshooter, you're just gonna drag your way to the ropes. That's not what used to happen. Bret Hart put Yoko Zuna in the sharpshooter. Uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, like these are huge, like giants were in the sharpshooter and giving up, tapping out. So don't don't tell no. No, let's let's stop the use of the sharpshooter if you're not going to use it to put anybody away. Hundred percent agree. That's my little spiel on that. But um, yeah, I would love. I think Dolph, a Dolph Seth Rollins beef, a Dolph Kevin Owens beef, all those would be amazing. And you know, it's those guys are pros. They're going to be great. You know, they're going to they're going to tune him up. They're going to get him back in shape. They can carry him if he's lost a step or if he comes back a little rusty. Bit. Yeah, whatever the case, like those will be uh, those guys are pros, man. They should. I would definitely put them with with him. Damn, now that I think about it, I do want Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, because Kevin is going to be Kevin. Like Kevin's like really obvious, but uh, a Dolph Ziggler, man, they I really wouldn't see that coming, and that would be so good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's get Dolphin there. So, so I hate, I hate, I really, really hate to do this, but I, I I gotta, we gotta end it here, man. It's like I, I gotta be at work, unfortunately. But I feel like we have a really high note to leave people on, where we will just pick this back up from Rollins Ziggler. And then we we still got to talk about your your big plan for the you said something about a war games or something like that. Well, something like a war games, but yeah, I mean we pretty much built. I don't know because now some of your stuff is your that that's when we collabed pretty good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, somehow, it, it, and then we get Seth and and AJ at some point. I don't know. I, I think what I, I think, man, AJ AJ should stay squeaky clean. Yes. At some point, I I've, I, I think more of a a, a Balor heel turn. Like even um, yeah, yeah. AJ AJ should be done. He should he should be turned on. Definitely, and he should just be squeaky clean face because he's he's amazing. Whatever he's whichever way he's gonna be, but um, I, I prefer him as a face, and that's that's rare where you get a guy that you're like man no he's better as a face like you, know, you got Dolph let's turn him heel like all these guys we're turning we're turning so many guys today and it's like because that would make so much sense I love it we we got the foundations of something good so here's yeah, the plan we're going to do this again real soon you, you work nights so maybe not next week but we will get it together soon and we'll pick back up on this hopefully have some more time to talk and actually get into some more meat of the story. Absolutely. But, yo, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and uh, getting on here with me, man. 
fun. It's going to be a lot more fun. We got a lot more fun in the future. We got to like move like to closer area codes and uh, create. You got like you've got a lot of stuff going on, that, and I have a lot of stuff going on where it's just like all of it will work. And so, just doing this, I, I, I'm really glad to be working with you on something. So. Well, I, same here, man. Same here. Feels good. So that was an all too brief conversation with uh, Eric Greenlee, and once again. Special thanks to him for being the first guest on Hyphen Nation. Um, <laughs> we we were getting into some great stuff, but I had to get to work. I was two minutes late. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> um, but we uh, he's going to definitely be on again. We're going to pick back up with the Ambrose Rollins thing. I know he has big plans. I I think we we're on to something here. So. Please look out for future episodes featuring Eric, and we'll be breaking down wrestling. I think he's going to be my wrestling guy. No offense to Osti or no offense to to Thomas. I mean, if they want to come on and talk wrestling, that's absolutely fine. But I think Eric might be my my, my wrestling guy for Hyphen Nation because the chemistry was palpable. Vocab five. <laughs> All right, so. If you want to support Hyphen Nation, iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, share, Stitcher, search Hyphen Nation, mixcloud.com slash be hyphen. All the hyphen nations are on there. YouTube.com slash be hyphen. All the hyphen nations are on there. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere you want to be. Except I don't give you credit that you have to pay back because these are free episodes. I'm better than American Express, y'all. There is Amazon links located on behyphen.com and on podcast.behyphen.com if you want to click them and support the show. By doing that, you click on the link, you buy some from Amazon, and the show gets a little something back from your purchase. I greatly appreciate it. Um... You can find Hyphen Nation on behyphen.com, podcast.behyphen.com, tricycleoffense.wordpress.com. So we out here, man. Definitely are out here. Trying to think of, oh, like I said in last episode that just came out yesterday, Hyphen Nation 9, we're a Google search away too. So search Hyphen Nation podcast. And you should be able to find me that way too. You you might even run into the blog spot where the main feed for the show actually is located. So that'd be cool too. Please, please spread the word by Hyphen Nation. Appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. I'm really sorry we had to stop that conversation. And we got into some prints and then some China and a little bit about wrestling and a little bit about the fantasy booking. It was fun though. So, until next time, do yourself a favor, listen to some Prince, or just read about Prince. World lost another one, but we're going to be alright, because we're still here, we got our family and friends still. 
and he's in a better place. At least I like to believe so. So anyway, appreciate y'all listening. I'm going to wrap this up right now. Three, two. Thanks, y'all.